Hey guys, this is Ill Natured, a true crime podcast by Alyssa and Michelle. We are so excited, uh, and I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're very happy to be here. We both love true crime, um, and Alyssa's got a really interesting case for us today. Yeah, so I figured we would start out with um, a fairly local case to us, mm-hmm. um, and this one happened back in like 1973, and I've heard so many people talk about it and just say like it was just... I don't know, insane to think this could happen here. Right. In such a small town. Yeah. And it's just, it's just wow. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. it. Um, So today we're going to talk about the All Day Murders and Carl Isaacs, the state of Georgia's second largest mass murder. So Carl was born on August 9th, 1953 in Maryland. He was born to George Archie Isaacs and Betty Jameson. So when his parents met, Betty was married to Carl Coleman and had four other children, which I thought was interesting. Yes, a blended family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then it says when her husband found out she was seeing someone else because she was cheating on him, uh, he signed a warrant and had George arrested for quote unquote breaking the peace between him and Betty. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't either. And I was like, okay. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So George served 40 days in jail. And when he was released, he went right back to Betty. By that time, Carl Coleman had disappeared in the wilderness and was reportedly shot. Huh. So this is Carl. Is it Isaacs? Yes. Is that, that, this is his dad. This, yeah. So, okay. So, Carl's dad's name was George. Um, and they called him Carl Jr., which I thought okay. was really interesting. All right. I was like, wait, we got a lot of Carls here. Well, that's what uh-huh. I'm saying. So, like, her, her other man, uh-huh. Carl Coleman, oh, but he was called Carl Jr., but he okay. was George's son. Okay. Uh-huh. So, kind of interesting. I got it. I mean... She's yeah. like naming her son after her other uh, baby daddy. Okay. You well, do you, sis. I mean, I'm you trying, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so after uh, Carl Coleman was reportedly shot, George would eventually father multiple children from Betty for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, although he was interviewed one time um, by Carl Jr., is what they called him. Um, when his he was interviewed by his defense team psychologist, he said he couldn't remember how many or what any of their names were. Um, and when he was asked about Carl Jr.'s childhood, he replied with, quote, I'm just trying to remember which one that was, quote. Oh, wow. Can you imagine having that many kids where you have to try to remember? Yeah, which, which one, it was. one it was. But that just also goes to show that he was obviously not a very... Um, right. Attentive uh, father. Correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. George did not do the whole family scene for very long. He said that Betty was always drunk and was a faithless lover. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she treated him horrible. And when the children uh, got older, she basically had them bully him as well. Oh. Is what he says. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we're talking about George, Carl's father. What a tiny baby. Yeah. She bullies me, and she made all the kids do it, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, that's what he says forced him to abandon them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, After George left, Betty was sleeping with many different guys at the time, um, constantly drunk, so leaving Carl and his other siblings to fend for themselves. Mm, That's always so sad. Yeah, and so eventually the school noticed, like, the lack of supervision. Yeah. Um, and they noticed the kids were dirty and stinky and their teeth were rotting from not being brushed. Oh, that's horrible. I am telling you. Uh, so Betty was called in to explain why her children looked homeless. And she replied with, it's the school's responsibility to take care of her children. Oh, wow. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> okay. What do you mean, sis? Ma'am. <laughs> Gosh, that's so crazy. Did this school birth these children? Right. I don't think so. <laughs> Why did you have them? Yeah, what oh do you mean? Gosh. Uh, so over the next few weeks, the Isaac children 
got continually worse in their behavior. And in April of 1965, the authorities declared them wards of the state. Uh, by that time, Carl Jr. was already caught stealing at his elementary school and Corvettes, which was a local department store. Um, along with Bobby, his younger brother, and Hazel, his older sister, he was placed in a foster home. You know, I just wonder, with kids like this that have parents, like, do you think that had something to do with it? you think he would have been a different person if he had a mom that cared and took care of him. Right. It's so sad. Some of these people um, might have had a little bit better. Right chance i guess you could say yeah. uh you'll see in a minute when we talk about how he viewed women uh-huh okay good sorry so i think that sorry has... to interrupt no you, but it's just like no why birth why bring kids into the world if you're not going to take care of them right i can't imagine having a child and just not giving a crap about right. them like are you kidding me whatever i'll That's... brush their teeth myself until they're 20 if i have to to make sure that their teeth aren't right live in the I basement mean, right that's right <laughs> yeah. my youngest child's gonna live with me forever in my basement that we don't have <laughs> that we don't have. <laughs> so during that time he had joined the boy scouts and started playing in the band he played a trumpet yeah. um and the state thought that this home was really going to be a success success and it was really going to work out for carl so this was in the foster home yes okay. um but by may 1966 so one year later carl was back stealing at his school and then at his foster father's work site hmm. so can you imagine being fired because your foster kid was oh, stealing gosh. from your job Bless his heart. Yeah, so he continued his mm. shenanigans and eventually went the boy and something just fell. What the heck? <laughs> Getting attacked over here by wheels. <laughs> Anyways, um, not trying to disrespect the Boy Scouts. Though. Let me continue on. Yes, let's go. <laughs> he continued his shenanigans and eventually the Boy Scouts would dismiss him dismiss him which would cause more arguments oh. between him and his foster family apparently they were proud of him really wanted him to do well in the boy scouts but they were like sorry buddy you're gone yeah mm. get out of here mm. get out of here pal mm -mm -mm. uh so may 22nd he ran away and wandered the streets for two days before the police eventually picked him up he after this they mm. sent him to maryland training school for boys um this is where two psychologists di diagnosed him with depression, poor self-image, and anger issues he couldn't control. Mm. But, like, rightfully poor self-image because he walked around at 11 stinking and dirting, being bullied right. at school. So, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I might be a little yeah. depressed and had poor self-image, too. And he probably doesn't have any teeth left at this point. I mean, He's walking not... around like a gummy old man at 11 years old. Right. Aww. It's sad, but then you know what they do later, and it's yeah, not that no, sad like, for the child, though. That's sad. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can't imagine being eleven and having all that already. Over me. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. he was placed in another foster home in the in October of 1967. He immediately started acting like a fool again, mm -hmm. and uh, by January, I wrote they got rid of his ass. <laughs> What do they do? Send him back. Yeah, oh, uh, he was back in foster care until April of 1968 when he went to live with his third foster family. Um, then, of course, his foster parents couldn't handle his bad behavior and he was sent back to the Maryland Training School for Boys. Mm -hmm. um, at 15, they did another psychological exam which showed him, showed that he had hatred towards women. So, obviously, his mommy issues yep. screwed him up. Mm -hmm. Um and that's where I said back just a minute ago, you'd see how he viewed women. Right. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind because that's a little important later in the case. Uh -huh. um, and a staff member said he wouldn't respond well to female authority figures and would only allow or would allow discipline from women. So he, I got myself confused just then. Mm -mm. He would not allow female authority figures to discipline him and he would get upset and outrage. Uh, if they did. Yeah, because okay. he was not down with that. Because no. he obviously has never had anybody discipline him before in his right. life. Anyways. Um, so mm. this behavior worsened when he had a prearranged visit with his mother who was having trouble recognizing him. Oh, gosh. This is Betty. 
Yes. So the I wow. I'm going to assume that the facility or the foster home or some something had set up a prearranged visit with him. Yep. And he would have these visits and then his behavior would get worse because yeah Mm -hmm. um it says here that a staff member had to tell her who he was and that it was her son that is sick insane i can imagine not recognizing my child right but her she's on a whole nother planet that's right that's right she's out of here my children are like you know my arms one of them's gone for more than a day i feel like i can't live imagine this lady can't even recognize her seriously child. that's insane to me so insane yep so uh he was transferred to another facility in february of 1969 for just uh four short months and he ran away multiple times in those four months mm-hmm. after his last escape he um which was in june 2nd the facility told the state they would no longer accept him now how old is he at this point um I guess he's still 15, okay. I think. So, teenager. Yeah. Um, the facility told him he would not be accepted anymore. And he was he went missing for a month when him and another boy were caught for assaulting someone. Hmm. Um, this is when the police took them both back to the Maryland Training School for Boys. During the month on the street, he said he had started living with Charlie Bowman, who worked for a detective agency. Bowman... Yeah. Sometimes my notes get confusing. <laughs> Just roll along. Oh, I'm following. Gosh. I'm following all of it. I hope I got the it. listeners are. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Y'all. Tell us. I mean, you know, I You'll guess we to. want feedback. Yeah, we do. We need feedback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was living with this um guy named Charlie Bowman who was a pedophile who was particularly oh, interested in boys. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. So apparently there were multiple boys that would stay with him for room and board in exchange for sexual favors. Oh, no. So he's prostituting, prostituting himself out at, I guess, 15, 16 yeah. years old. Um, when he was interviewed by a social worker, Carl was the only one who had asked to be put in Bowman's foster care permanently. Yikes. Why, you wonder? Just for stability? Because he knew that somewhere he could would always be welcome. That's so weird. I, yeah, I I can't even understand. I can't. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, they would obviously deny that request. Okay. Um, as all they right. should. Good. There's still uh, somebody's looking out. For we're us. not gonna place you with this pedophile. Um. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. I don't know. So right. Sorry. Right. Um, but August of 1969, he would go back to the Maryland School for Boys for the last time. Um, they deemed him impossible to control and stated that they have exhausted all their resources trying to help him. He was officially out on his own. Oh, wow. This is when he started burglarizing. I've been trying to practice this for weeks. Right. That's one of those words. That's one of those words. It still doesn't make very much sense. Uh, But he would begin to break into homes Uh and steal cars, (laughs) (laughs) which landed him in his first arrest in 1970. Later that year, he was arrested again for the same thing and was sentenced to prison, not a shelter or juvenile system. Mm Mm-hmm. He arrived at the Maryland State Penitentiary on March 27, 1973. Two days after he arrived, a riot broke out, which resulted in Carl being raped by different inmates for eight hours. Oh, my God. Eight hours. Wow. And homeboy didn't get no help from nobody. All right. Well, where are the guards when stuff like that? Like, I don't, I can't wrap my head around prison riots. Like, how does that happen? I'm assuming they just don't care. Like the guards, I mean, maybe they just get themselves out of there. Get themselves out of there. I don't know. It's just that's so crazy. Yeah, it blows my mind how people like get killed in prison. Like where, what? Yeah, I just don't think they're paying attention. You know, I guess so. Like sometimes they just might turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um. So keep in mind, Carl was. 
pretty small. He uh, was actually 5'8 and only 140 pounds. So mm-hmm. I'm like 10 pounds less than what he weighed. Right. So he's a small guy. Yeah, I mean, he's and... a pretty smallish dude. Yep. Uh, so it wouldn't be hard for a bunch of jacked up inmates to control him. Right. And Bless do as heart. they may. Was he hurt? I don't know. Mm. After this, it says he was removed from the facility um, and given yet another psychological exam. He was prescribed 300 mg for... Oh, y'all do not... Do not murder me for saying this wrong. But Noludar, I don't know, N-O-L-U-D-A-R. It's a sedative and it's rarely used nowadays, but uh, it's... I've never heard of that one. Yeah. It's not that I have extensive knowledge of pharmaceuticals like that. Yeah. But a sedative um, anyway. Yeah. It, so it's for depression, nervousness, and insomnia. Um, and like I said, it's not really used nowadays. Right. So two days after that, he was moved to Maryland Correctional Camp. And on April 25th, he was being transferred to Poplar Hill, which was a minimum security facility. Hmm. Interesting. He was 19 years old when he arrived there. Uh-huh. And soon upon his arrival, he sought out his half-brother, Wayne Coleman. Uh-huh. So, Carl and Carl Coleman and Betty's one of their sons. Yep. Um, he was 26 at the time and had been at Poplar Hill for several months for stealing cars and... I was about to ask, what was he in for? Yeah, he was stealing mm-hmm. cars and burglarizing homes, just like... Must run in the family. Right. Well, you gotta think they were raised by the same woman, I guess. Raised, or Is well, uh, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so Wayne was reportedly shy and awkward, and Carl, on the other hand, craved control and approval from others, so he wanted to be top dog. Yep, even though he was only five eight. Top dog, sorry, y'all. That's my main man, uh huh. Uh, but anyways, so Carl quickly. Uh, lured Wayne into an escape plan and Wayne's only stipulation was he would be able to bring a friend. And this friend was 36-year-old African-American man named George Dungy. Dungy was incarcerated for contempt of court for not paying child support. Mm -hmm. And even though he would soon be released, he agreed to escape with Wayne and Carl, which I thought was the dumbest thing he'd ever done in his life. Just because they're BFFs? He was like, sure, I'll go so weird even though i'm going to be released soon and he, and went, he was in jail for not paying child support yeah, i don't so know like is, uh, does that happen now that's crazy i don't know people should pay child support though let me just yeah but yeah so and keep in mind this is a minimum security prison right so like, there's probably not a bunch of that's super right. criminals here or anything yep. so yeah that's yeah, yeah yeah um it is speculated Mm -hmm. that during Wayne and George's um, incarceration, they both started a homosexual relationship with each other, which explains his reasoning behind escaping with them. Right. Um, At first, Carl refused to bring Dungy along because he was black. What? Isn't that strange? Um, Disgusting. Well, later, Carl states he was raped eight hours by black inmates. That's what turned him racist okay well that's his that's what he says right um no excuse yeah that's intense but no excuse (laughs) super intense don't think i would want to endure it but still no don't think that's a good good enough excuse (laughs) so uh carl would eventually agree to bringing dungy along because wayne said either all three of them went or carl would be going alone um and i guess carl's little Ego wanted to control somebody, so he had to have people come along. Um, Even though, if I were Dungy, I think I would have stayed in jail. (laughs) Yeah. Do we know how much time he had left? No, but it just said uh, he would soon be released. So That's crazy. I think in probably a month or two, if Right. Compared to what his future is, I think I really would have stayed in jail. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happens to him yet, but... Well, when you find out, you'll be like, dude, Yeah, that was stupid. So yeah. dumb. And you can't take that back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taxi-paxies. <laughs> can't do it. Let me go back to Poplar Hill. Minimum security. Um, And I'll finish. I'm sorry. Psych. I'm just kidding. I wasn't going to go. Guys, guys, I didn't, guys. I didn't want to do it. This was a test to see if y'all could, like, catch me. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but I'll bad. go back and serve my 
like a month for not paying right. child support and go be a free man yeah. and maybe Catch take care of my side. kids like bless it. Hmm. anyway so the trio escaped at 3 a.m on may 5th and they merely just crawled out of an open window. I was about to ask. I always envision, I don't remember what movie it is, but there's a poster and they lift the poster and they had been digging with like a spoon behind and they had the whole wall dug out behind this poster. Um, Y'all might know what movie I'm talking about. I don't, I can't think of the name. I can't remember it, but that sounds very familiar to what happened to, um, oh, Dang. what's their names? It has something to do with Alcatraz. The three guys escaped from Alcatraz. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it's Robert De Niro was in it. No. I don't know. Y'all, let us know if you know the name of the movie that I'm talking about. Yeah. Here. But that's what I always envision when somebody People, like, escapes out from of prison. prison. Right. But they just crawled out of a window. Nice. An open window. An open window. In a prison. That's just... Even <laughs> for minimum security. That's... That's a little much. Silly. I mean, why are you going to lock them up? Right. <laughs> Could leave all the doors and windows open. We trust you guys. Sweet dreams. Some fresh air. Night, night. <laughs> uh, so, the prison was unaware the entire night that they had escaped. And so, they started towards Baltimore where they stole a vehicle outside mm-hmm. of a motel. And by that time, the staff finally realized they had escaped. Um, but they reviewed their files and determined that none of them were considered dangerous since they did not have a many violent offenses in their background. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Everybody's got to start somewhere, guys. Like, well, find them. Exactly. <laughs> right. You have them locked up for a reason. Right. Exactly. Um, especially Carl and his brother for breaking and entering and yeah. stealing right. people's cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I literally put in my notes, hello, what about all the psyche vows they did on Carl? Right. Where he couldn't control his anger, especially towards women. Right. That's not considered violent, or was that just not in this file? Because I'm confused. Silly. Very silly. Yeah, uh, confused. So they weren't too worried about them. Like, they didn't race out to find no, them. No, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Let's so, wait until they take out an entire family. Yeah. So silly. Huh. Found them now. Right. Down, down south. Yeah. I guess that's their problem now. I don't know. <sighs> Uh, so they wandered Baltimore for a couple of days before Carl, dis- Carl decided they would, should probably head south. Um, before leaving, he wanted to go see his little brother, Billy, who was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the four drove, so I guess he went and picked Billy up and then Billy was like, let me uh, tell my girlfriend bye. So right. the four headed on to where his girlfriend was, who was Lori Levine, and she was 16 years old. Um, she was with her friend Jennifer Lyons, which who was twelve years old. Oh, okay. So fairly young. Yeah. Keep in mind, Carl is nineteen. Mm-hmm. George is thirty-six. See, you feel like with these criminals, so much time has passed because he's already been through so much. Yeah. Like when I was nineteen, I don't. I uh, had been through a lot. Definitely not all that Carl's been through. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like he should be at least forty-two. At <laughs> so um carl invited the pair to go along with him and the guys when they went south Mm -hmm. um the girls thought they'd be heading to mexico um a paradise or some beach or something so they agreed um they stayed in maryland for a few more days and stole a few more cars broke into some homes you know yeah the casual yeah fun stuff um kidding (laughs) and then carl decided that if they didn't move they were going to get caught again so the group left and went to pennsylvania um, Carl was growing more and more tired of the girls and wanted to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came up with a scheme to do an armed robbery that he knew the girls would not go along with. He dropped them off on a street corner and told them that they would be going to do this robbery and they would come back for them. Mm-hmm. Um, which of course he never did. Right. He left them on the street corner. This was a 12 May 9th. year old, a 12 and a 16 year old with, you took them from Maryland to Pennsylvania and you're wow. just going to ditch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is May 9th. Um, while the four guys were stealing another truck, high school student Richard Miller drove up confronting the four since he had recognized the truck as somebody he knew. Mm-hmm. And obviously recognized these guys who are not mm, yeah, that the truck's person. owner. Yep. So they held Miller at gunpoint and put him in the vehicle with them. They drove into a wooded area. Um, and everything I read differed on him being killed um, or just saying they disappeared, more than likely being killed, heading towards Florida, just different 
Wow. So I've never heard I've never heard that part of it. I hadn't either, but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. That's I horrible. think he was nineteen is what it said, maybe. Uh yeah. So um and this just, was in were they still in Pen- they were in Pennsylvania. Yes. Right. They were heading so this is like May 9th, I think. Mm-hmm. Um a day or two before the murders. A day before the murders. I don't know. We'll get down there yep. and find out. Um a few different things also varied on whether they whether or not they actually went to Florida and turned around or were on the way and stopped in Donaldsonville for gas. Um, so I had read a couple of different things that said they actually turned around going towards Jacksonville. Uh-huh. So if they would have just kept going, none of this would have Right. That's so crazy too. Uh, I know. Like what? Oh, if only. So either way, that ended up in the small town of Donaldsonville. So as we were saying earlier, yep. it's super small. Um, it's a small town in South Georgia. It actually got hit by Hurricane, hurricane Michael. That's what I was just thinking yeah. about. Um, yep. I think that's a pretty well-known, yeah, you know, recent yep. thing that happened in yep. Donaldsonville. Um, but not much else. Donaldsonville's a quiet little town. I mean, it's I so had Halen there, and right. there's literally like three birthing suites in the yeah the hospital. The hospital, yep. yeah. Um, so. Then the best I put in here, the best place in town to eat was either the subway or the gas station called Quick and Handy. Quick and Handy, I was just about to say. Since I was little, there used to be a Quick and Handy in Colquitt. Well, anyway, since I was little, every time we go to the beach, we have to go by Quick and Handy. Like that's a stop. The potato logs. Oh, my oh, God. and, and the, their ranch, their homemade ranch. Stop. I just like their chicken sandwich. Even though I stood in there one time for like thirty <sighs> minutes, and I think they kept forgetting they're supposed to be making a chicken sandwich. It was so worth it. Still so worth it. I would stay there forever. Me we too. need to get some potato logs. I, I haven't been through there in a long time. Anyway, next time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Donaldsonville is a town surrounded by fields um, used to form peanuts, cotton, and corn. Um, Carl thought this was a good place, and it had a lot to offer due to the remote location and how small the police department was. Right. So he was like, um, they'll obviously not know who I am, know that I've escaped from prison. Right. I mean, we're all the way down in South Georgia. Yep. Maryland's hours and hours away. And right. this is back in 1973, so I don't think their communication was as good as it is no, now. No, and of they course, weren't. there's no internet. They weren't worried about them anyway. <laughs> Clearly, <obviously>. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so on the way back, down or on the wait a minute whoa (laughs) on the way down the back road they were on uh the four almost ran a young woman off the road and she was one of the few people that saw the group before the murders Mm. happened um the group started to have some issues while they were um in Donsville. they were out of gas and they were out of money um, so they had found a gas pump in a field on the side of the road, but it turned out to be diesel, so they had to continue searching. Uh, this was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I wrote in here just in case for people that won't be from around here listening. Um, some people might think it's strange to have pumps in fields or at houses right. and stuff, but it's very right. common, um, especially for farmers. I yep. know several people that have gas pumps. On we used to farm. have one in our backyard. Yep. My mom and dad got one because they thought it would be cost effective, but we were teenage drivers and we used a lot of gas. Free gas. <laughs> You're right. Us, for okay, us. Right. Um, so they drove around for another 15 minutes before stopping at a trailer on River Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a gas pump behind it, and no one was home. So this was perfect for Carl and his crew. Carl and Wayne were going through the home while Billy and George stayed in the car. Uh, this is when the first member of the Alday family started to pull in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Jerry Alday and his father, Ned, unaware <laughs> that their home had been broken into. Mm-hmm. Well, it was Jerry and his wife's home, I believe. Um so, but when Jerry and Ned got there, they were confused. They didn't realize right. that the home had been broken into. So they, of course, started towards the house like normal. Yeah. Um, and that's when Carl met them at gunpoint and ushered them inside. And they were told to sit in the kitchen. Um, Carl hoping he was going to be able to rob them and get Where did these valuables. people get a gun from? They don't have gas money. Where do you think they found? I guess maybe they stole it from somebody. That or they left jail. Maybe Billy had it. I don't know. He was one of those three. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Huh. 
Anyway, so um, they didn't get much when they emptied their pockets. Right. Pockies. They didn't get much when they I like pockies. it. I like it. Um, and that's when Jerry, who was 35 at the time, was taken to the south bedroom. And Ned, his 66-year-old father, was taken to the north bedroom. Um, Carl started out by shooting and killing Jerry. And then went to where Ned was and assisted in killing him. Um, but Ned, being the badass dude that he is mm-hmm. uh, wasn't going to go down easy after being shot in the head so he had to be shot six more times by wow. Carl and Wayne's guns combined um, before he finally died Bless you. Um, Jerry was shot four times and shortly after this Jimmy which is Ned's son and yep. Jerry's brother mm-hmm. um, pulled onto the property on his tractor mm-hmm. He knocked on the back door, as he usually would, and Wayne surprised him at the door and forced him inside. Carl confronted Jimmy because he thought he was there due to hearing gunshots. Right. So he was questioning him, like, what are you here for? Tell me what you know. Um, Jimmy was like, what are you talking about, dude? Uh, Didn't hear anything. This is normal. This is my brother's house. What are you doing here? Like, what do you mean? Um, Jimmy was shot twice in the living room. By Carl. Carl then went outside to move the tractor. Um, and he saw Jerry's wife, Mary, drive up. This is Jerry and Mary's home. Yep. Okay. Um, he jumped off the tractor and held Mary at gunpoint, telling her to go inside. Carl dumped her purse out to rob her of the few possessions she had. Um, and while all this was happening, Chester, also known as Suggy, um, if you hear Suggy, this is who I'm talking about. Okay. Um, which was the son of Ned and Aubrey, Ned's mm-hmm. brother, pull up outside the home. Um, so Mary was by herself. Though. Yes. She had just gotten back from the grocery store. She had groceries and was coming mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also going to try and put up a like family tree on yeah, Instagram. Um, sure. So maybe it's a little easier to follow when you're listening to the episode. Yep. Um, so when Aubrey and Suggy were pulling up, Carl went outside and forced the two men out of their trucks and inside the home. Mm-hmm. While the two men were... In the house, they saw Mary crying. Wayne got some kitchen towels and took them to the north bedroom as Carl and George took Mary to the bathroom. Um, Suggy, who had just turned 30 days... 30 days? Oh, my word. <laughs> um, Suggy, who had just turned 30 years old oh a week earlier before this, okay. um, was shot once in the same bedroom where his father was at. So he probably saw his dad. Walked oh, in there and yes. saw his dad's And body. was like... Can you imagine that? feeling well yeah and like to because mary's still alive at this point so i don't think they've seen any dead bodies up until the point they're brought into the bedroom so they're thinking maybe this is just a robbery and then they get brought into the bedroom and see your dad laying on the bed shot you even process that with somebody in your face with a gun and then you get shot like just then um and aubrey which was 57 year old um was shot once in the bedroom where Jerry was. Um, when they were eventually found, Aubrey had his fingers laying over Jerry's right before he died. Um, which was his nephew, I believe. <sighs> After this, Mary was taken to the kitchen and raped by Carl and then Wayne. Right. Um, which I didn't know this detail until me, you, and Ben were talking about it. Yeah. So I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't realize that she was Like, assaulted. I thought we were talking about different cases when he first brought right. it up. Right. Yeah. Um, the four then blindfolded and gagged Mary, taking her out to the car, and they drove to a wooded area. Mary was dragged out of the car by her hair, raped two more times by Ugh. Carl, and once by once more by George. They took pictures of her naked, and terrified before George made... Oh, they took pictures of her naked, and she was completely terrified. George made her lie on her stomach, um, and then shot her twice. This is where they would abandon Richard Miller's car and steal Mary's um, before they would ditch that one in Alabama. Gosh, that's awful. So, by 6 o'clock, a neighbor saw Mary's car pulling out of the driveway, and then a 15-year-old would see them pass by. So, there was two people that had laid eyes on them after these murders happened. Um, And I'm sure everybody around there knew everybody, and they were like, who are these people driving in Mary's car? Yeah. That's not Mary. (laughs) It's a little strange, but okay. Um, 
So Jerry Godby, which was the deputy sheriff at the time, saw them race by once. And then a few min minutes later, they raced by again. Um, he was filling up his chemical tank on his tractor when mm -hmm. he saw them drive by once and speed by again. So, yeah, they found the five bodies um, in the trailer. And this is when they realized that Mary was still missing. Um, right around 1130 the next day is when they found Mary's body mm -hmm. um, naked and in an amp bed. Um, so, then May 17th rolls around and they have the all-day family funeral. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some pictures already posted on the Instagram where yep. you can see the six caskets all on. So, up. they did them all together? Yeah. Oh, so um, sad. Yeah. It's, again, you'll see the pictures. They just have them all lined up. Caskets. That's the right word, right? Yeah. Coffins. Caskets. Both caskets, the same thing. Coffin. Yeah. Anyway, uh -huh. um, this was, um, ironically, the same day one of the men got arrested. Um, and it was George Dungy. Him and three other men were in West Virginia robbing a store. They got spooked and ran out of the store, and it caught the attention of two men nearby. Mm. Um, the police chased the car. Carl, Billy, and Wayne ran across the street and disappeared into the woods. And this is when they found George hiding in the bushes. Uh-huh. Why didn't George, why didn't he make it to the car? He was too slow, maybe? I don't know, but he, the other three they hauled butt and left his... Mm -hmm. We gone. Mm -hmm. Fend for yourself. So, um, Dungy. If he were my friend, I would call him Dungy. I think that's the funniest last name. Dunge. Dunge. I like it. Uh, so, when George arrived at the police station, he asked one of the cops if West Virginia had the death penalty. And the officer's question. response, wait, wait, his mm -hmm. this officer's response was so freaking good. He says, in West Virginia, uh, I'm not sure you've done anything in West Virginia that would call for the death penalty. George nodded, you know, probably thinking, oh, thank God. Yep. Then the cop said, quote, of course, Georgia has the death penalty and there might be some things down there you'd be worried about, end quote. Oh. Basically saying... No, not West Virginia, but you won't be tried here. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Dungy would later say, be mm. questioned that he hadn't been able to sleep since what they did to Mary. Mm. So, apparently, he's feeling guilty. But he did participate, right? Yeah. 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 And he's mm. the one that shot her mm. and killed her. See, I, okay, so it wasn't just Carl that had. Carl and Wayne, I do believe, raped her, and I'm... I think George did too is what mm -hmm. I read, but um he was the one who killed her, so Ugh. um Creeps. The police finally tracked down the remaining three men through the West Virginia mountains and found them sleeping on the ground. <laughs> you can't be a successful escapee if you're gonna just camp out. Right. You know, sleeps for the dead, bro. Right. Uh, for sure. I'll be on the run. Not Why do I call the time? Yeah, they they can't be very smart people anyway. Yeah, no. Oh, and just listen to how stupid the police are. Oh, the police got lost going back to the truck. They were walking around with these three men in handcuffs, oh, wondering where in the world is the vehicle at? Oh, God. Thankfully, they did find it, um, mm -hmm. and all of the men were returned back to Georgia to be questioned about the murders. Yeah. Um, May 19th was the beginning of the questioning, and Wayne was the first one to arrive to be interrogated. Um, it was said that he acted like it was just a wild time with the boys. It was just a little, just a little, just a little fun, like a, uh, just a little, uh, little playtime. Yeah. So weird. Just, we were kind of bored. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Um, man. And he didn't give two thoughts on the pain that he had caused the family. He did not cross his mind. It wasn't a problem. Uh, just a wild time with the boys. Oh my gosh. Um, He called the first murder just an inopportune arrival. He said, here comes another damn tractor. Mm -mm. Yeah. It was getting out of hand according to him and it was only supposed to be a burglary at first but different members of the family continued to show up. Yeah. Jerry had begged for them to not hurt Mary because he knew she would soon be arriving oh. home. Um, 
That hurts my heart. Wayne quote unquote claims that he found out about this and wanted to leave, but the others protested, so they yeah, all stayed. Sure, buddy. yeah. Uh, when you just said it was a wild time with the That's boys, right? Yeah, we believe you. So. Uh-huh. Cut this wild time short. Uh, Miss Holiday's coming home. I don't think that's no. how it happened. No. Um. Wayne describes this in colorful language, but I'll say it um in not so colorful, not so colorful, kind of uh-huh. black and white. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. that all of them wanted to just have sex so bad, so they wanted to wait around for Mary. Ah. Uh, but it's sick. Seriously. Uh, he says he never thought he would ra- rape her, but after seeing Carl do it, it convinced him that he had to, quote, get some too. Uh, quote. Uh, oh, please tell me he died too. Oh, just wait. Mm. It gets good. I don't know. I don't know what happened. The suspense. I know. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, spoiler alert, I believe three out of the four are dead. So. Good. Um, mm-hmm. Actually... Wayne's the only one that's still alive. Wayne is Wayne Dungy, right? No, Wayne Coleman. Coleman. The one that's talking about he had to get some too. I think he's the only one out of them that are still alive. Ugh. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Wayne vin- finished his version of the story and smoked cigarettes while he was smiling about it. Uh-uh. When they interviewed George, uh, he seemed remorseful and guilty for what he had done. And he said he, he only did what he did in fear of his own life. Uh, remember that Carl was racist so i guess he was scared of him but i do uh-huh. think he had a little bit more of a choice than he uh suggests. right of course you're gonna blame if you can you're gonna blame somebody else hey remember when i was serving that uh sentence for not paying child support i'll take that right back. yes put it in reverse terry <laughs> seriously pause um uh billy isaac's um version lined more along with the lines of Dungy's, even though he didn't admit to shooting any of the all days, even though um, ballistics did prove that Dang. there were four different bullets and one of them belonged to a gun that Billy was caught mm-hmm. carrying. Mm-hmm. But all the stories ended with Carl being the one in charge and the one who orchestrated this horrible massacre. Um, so he was the ringleader. Mm-hmm. Carl never spoke a word about that day except for saying it was, quote, a pretty May Day, end quote. What does that mean? Never spoke a word about it. Um, later, he would go on to say that, quote, no one would ever had paid attention to them if I hadn't come along and killed them, end quote. That's horrible. Um, also, I don't know if I have this written down, but I remember saying that, um, or reading that Carl hated hillbillies i think he said of i don't know something about us rednecks down here <laughs> country folk <laughs> all of us down here in the south oh uh, uh, yeah so that's just the cherry on top <laughs> yeah um the men arrived back in donaldsonville for the arraignment um so i bet that was crazy like oh, in this tiny town of um, donaldsonville and yeah i was told that the sheriff, I believe, at the time, mm-hmm. um, was going to go and burn the courthouse down with them inside of it because he knew that taxpayers would pay for the courthouse to be rebuilt, and he was ready for them to be gone. Like All he's right. like they he they killed this entire family. Like and I'm they're about so to disrespectful about it. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, so I'm about to set this bad boy in flames. Uh, you guys rot in hell. Yeah, uh, let's get this over with right now. Mm-hmm. Ready for you to get out of my town. Yep. Um, mm. but in prison, um, they were trying to get them to lead them to where. Richard Miller's remains were. Now, which one is Richard? Oh, that's the, the guy they team killed that on killed the way. In Pennsylvania, yep. I think it was. Yep, that's right. Pennsylvania. Um, so first, they took Coleman out there because he said that he would show them where their body yeah. was. Uh, he just screwed around, um, mm-hmm. and later said that he had no idea where the body was. So they returned him back to prison. Um, and Carl's where they. He, Carl's actually the one that showed them where his where body was. was at, and they found the body. Yes. Well, that's good for his family. I always hate when, you know, you know somebody's been murdered, but the family doesn't get that find closure them. of burying And, like, some ones. criminals, as you'll see, will cover later on with different episodes that 
like they'll admit to some things but then other things they're like not going to admit to oh it makes me so mad it just kind of blows my mind right Ugh, horrible people Ugh, disgusting yep um they were indicted on september 4th um before the first trial billy made a deal with prosecutors so instead of getting the death penalty he would be sentenced to two 20-year terms for burglary and car theft and the maximum sentence he could receive uh, was the maximum sentence he could receive and in return he would testify against the three defenders the other ones mm-hmm. so um he's a little Which scary one's cat this? What's this? this is billy the 15 year old okay yeah so um, he made himself a deal yeah he did not want to be put to death um so don't mm-hmm. kill me and i'll rat these other guys out okay <laughs> i guess um mm-hmm. january 5th carl isaacs was found guilty on all counts he would receive the death penalty dungy would begin nine his his trial began nine days later he would also be found guilty and receive the death penalty i didn't realize that mm-hmm. okay and um then... and wayne was last he was found guilty and sentenced to death as well so all oh. three received the death penalty back in nine. I think this is still 1973 when this case was going on. Right. Or beginning of 1974. When the judge read Wayne Coleman's sentence, he said, quote, thanks, judge, end quote, and smiled before being let out of the courtroom. Uh-uh. Uh. Sick. Like, for real? So um. So arrogant. Yeah. No, just not remorseful at all. Oh, like a slap him across his mouth. I mean, tell him seriously. Yeah. Um, they appealed multiple times, and they would. Uh, few. I think all three of them actually got, or maybe all four of them, got retrials that would start in 1988. Basically, they got a retrial because they were tried in a county that, quote unquote, um, was prejudiced and had a unfair sentencing um so basically they were trying to say that in the constitution it says uh they get a right to a fair trial and they did not receive one says the criminals so yeah exactly right okay um but wayne and dungy's sentence got moved to life but carl kept the death penalty so now only one out of the three that were originally sentenced to death have the death penalty still Mm-hmm. Um, Carl did an interview with Albany Herald in 1974 and said on the first anniversary of the murders, he sent Wayne a note that said, happy anniversary. His life's ambition was to kill a thousand people, but his backup plan was to practice the, or he wanted to be an attorney, basically. Uh, so got to kill a thousand people, but then I want to turn okay. around and be an attorney. Yeah. Good luck with that chief. Uh, yeah. We'll see how far mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't believe he sent him a note saying, happy anniversary. That's like, disgusting. Oh. He shouldn't have been allowed to send notes, number one. Also, he needs to be. He just needed to be locked in um, isolation where he was forgetting the days. I like, just wish whenever somebody was sentenced to death that deserves it so much, like this guy, just go ahead and put him to death. Like, tomorrow. I don't know why. Like, I understand a little bit of why they wait some. But it's just silly. The appeals. But this guy stayed on death row for like 30 years. Yeah, most of them do. So long. Mm-hmm. Um, He did admit, though, that the bar would never accept him. Like, at least you're smart enough to know that you would never be able right. to be an attorney. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, he said... That he never thought about the all-day murders, but did give them props to Mary because she put up a fight and the rest of them, quote, just laid down and got shot, quote. He admitted he wanted to get out and kill more of the all-days because they represented the type of society he hated. Church-going, hard-working hard-working farmers that feed America that is sick. Hard-working Southerners. He despised them. I guess the... uh, drunk slut of a mother you had was what kind of people you liked. I don't right, know. right. That's just, um, that just shows you. Yeah. He's, mm. He had self-pity and utter lack of a self-awareness that he believed mm-hmm. that the surviving all-day family f- should feel sorry for him as he was on death row. <laughs> yes. I'll feel sorry for okay, somebody that just buddy. murdered half my no. family. That makes complete sense. I can't believe you said that out loud. Who is this guy? I can't believe he thought it like 
Back to how dumb are you, dude? Right. Pre- obviously pretty dumb. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, he felt that prison shouldn't make people suffer so much before they were put to death, and the public should have more compassion. What? Compassion? Oh, that makes me angry. Who is, is this the Albany Herald interview? Yes. That is sick. Okay. Um, but can you believe this, that Carl's own mother called for his execution? Ah, oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. Just wants to be, wanted to be rid of him, I guess. But like, yeah, I don't blame her. No, Mm-mm. no, 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 no. Um, he almost, and by he, I mean Carl, mm-hmm. almost escaped again in 1985 what? through a ventilation system in his cell that he had been cutting through. Oh, now that's like my poster behind yeah, the poster yeah. digging through the wall. He like beat that. away the wall, and the only thing stopping him. A freedom was a set of steel bars. Like, he came so close to And what do you think he would have done immediately when he got out? He would have gone and killed some more people. A thousand people that he wanted to kill. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, so, we're going to skip forward to the actual end times of their lives, I suppose you could say. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, in 1993, Billy was released from prison due to a parole agreement made in 1991. How old? How old was he? He couldn't have been that old. What, 30s? Probably my age. Yeah, because he was 15 in 1973, so this was 20 years later. Mm -hmm. So he was 35. Still had a whole, he gets to live a whole ass life out there. Yeah, out there living. Godly. Um, Well, not anymore. Spoiler alert. Oh, (laughs) spoiler Um. May 6th, 2003, Carl Isaacs was finally put to death. It was 30 years and one day after he had escaped prison, and it marked a few records in the state. Um, Firstly, he stayed on death row longer than any other inmate. It was the first time in state's history that the victim's family could be at the execution. Mm -hmm. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for Um, sure. And I do think the family should be able to watch them if they choose. Right. Um, the option should be there. I agree. Yes. Um, so his last meal was a regular institutional tray, which, um, had pork and macaroni, pinto beans, cabbage, carrot salad, which reminded me of your butter you were eating earlier. (laughs) Um, a dinner roll, chocolate cake and fruit punch, but he never touched it. He denied having any last words, but asked for a final prayer, and he mouthed amen at the end of it. All right, yes, boo-boo. Yes, I don't think uh, Jesus I... is really happy with you. I'm pretty sure you're going to hell, pal. Yeah. So, don't know who you're praying to, but it's not going to help much. Oh, um, God. He was given lethal injection at 8.07 p.m. How long does it take for somebody to die after they're injected? I don't know. Probably not very long. You know? I wouldn't think. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, three years after that, it was April fourth, two thousand and six. George Dundee, jo- de- 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all know what that meant. Yep. Uh, George Dungey died of a heart attack in uh the Georgia prison he was at. Um, oh. he was the age sixty-eight. Too old. Yeah, didn't deserve to live that long. Um, Billy Isaacs died in Florida in two thousand nine. So this is another three years. They kept they were dying in three year increments, which okay. I thought was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. God's um, got a plan for everybody. Yeah. Um. So this was in Florida. He was rec- This is where he was relocated after getting out of prison. I couldn't find where it says what he died of. Mm-hmm. Um. And Wayne Coleman, like I said, is the only one that's still alive today. He is in his seventies, um, and has been eligible for parole, but was denied. So good. Yeah. Can you imagine if they would have released this old guy? I want you to take a look at um his picture if i still have yeah. it yeah he is a creepy freaky dude man it's so crazy to think there are people that have been in prison that long that get out on parole and they're just out here like walking around um, with that us. are like murderers and, yeah think about the people you ever see people and just get the creepiest vibes like this dude has totally <sighs> been to prison bro. yeah <laughs> right and he would get me <laughs> if like, i were not he's uh, coming paying attention for me. that's he's right coming yep. for me um Dang, where is this picture at? It's a really creepy picture. I want to see. Huh. This is, um, this is Carl. <gasps> explain. Can you explain this picture to our listeners? This is okay. on Instagram, though. Wow. But... Um, I don't know. He's got dead eyes. 
He kind of looks like Yoda a little bit. I don't want to put that on don't Yoda. Sorry, Yoda, sorry. But he is not the kind of guy that I would want to walk into my house and all of that happen. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's a little creepy, creepy deepy for me. Yeah, um, but for this freak sure. right here is worse. Like it, like to see his little smirk makes me want to vomit. Ew, he does not have any teeth either, friends. I can't. Here's this gummy old guy we were talking <laughs> he about. He does earlier. not have any teeth. He looks like he could be bagging groceries, you know, not at Publix, like Harvey's, you know, or like Food DG. Line or DG. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but creepy. Yikes. I mean, like his smile, though, like he's happy. The way he's looking at me right now is going to give me nightmares. Like, me too. Freaking me out. Go away. I can go away. <laughs> Um, yeah. And Just then, a real monster. I, I wanted to show you one last picture. It was in the books I was reading for this case. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was really interesting, but, and it also just sparks another conversation for a different time of uh -huh. like why women find people like this attractive, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so this lady was holding a sign. Well, you, you just here, take it and you explain what's going on. All right. So it says, don't kill Carl. I love him. All right. This is a death row groupie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They named these people death row groupies. And she's wearing, oh gosh, what is that? Overalls? I don't know what is happening, but you can probably see her butt from the back. Um, but she my thing is, is overalls. Um, that's yeah. what the hardworking Southerners he despises. I'll tell you though, friends, this lady looks real tired. I don't know if Carl would be down. <laughs> that's nuts, though. But, but there are ladies. You hear about this all the time, where these serial killers, criminals, murderers, they get married in prison, and these ladies, like that, Ted Bundy, psycho, psycho. Um. So. That's the case for the Aldo murders. Um, very interesting, very informative, and just and crazy. I can't believe it happened. Like, what are we even at an hour from dawn? No, right probably. Now? We used to ride by the trailer. Still stood. Yeah, like we used to ride by it. It's just crazy. I think something like that could happen around here. I mean, and just people like it's just random people from Maryland just drove down and just. I Murder. The trailer was unlocked. Did it say? Like, did they just walk in? Because that was know. back in the days where we didn't always lock our doors. I was about to say that too. Like, I mean, they probably didn't lock their doors, and uh, they had like a family lunch before all this happened. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but I did want to just give a few shout outs. Some of our sources being yes. um, Blood Echoes, um, which was written by Thomas H. Cook and Dead Man Coming by Charles Postel. Mm -hmm. um, I believe Dead Man Coming is the one with some of the pictures in it, which I found was interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll post those on the Instagram. Um, and uh, Clark Prosecutor was one of the websites I found in Laurier Johnson Medium, uh, I think was the source and there's actually a movie about this as well um it's murder one it was in 1988 i didn't know there was a movie yeah I, some of the reviews i've seen on the movie weren't um the best right they said it was kind of slow to get started right. but um i mean i think it'd be interesting to watch yeah, if that's something you're into for sure yeah um but yeah so well that was great um hope oh, y'all enjoy we'll, it we'll post the picture too that i found they put up a memorial remember yeah uh -huh. there's a facebook page i think it was a facebook page but we'll post that too that's that's really sweet you know so we don't forget yeah these people so their lives um, were stolen y'all go follow us on instagram ill natured pod mm -hmm. um there's already some pictures on Instagram about the case. I'll add some more. Don't yes. forget to follow, um, share, yes, with your friends. Share. Um, we're just so excited, we and are. I think this really went well. Yeah, we've got lots of really good stories we're working on. Um, and so we're hoping to do one a week. I've got next week's more Georgia cases, and so I'm just excited. Yeah. Uh, we hope y'all enjoy it. Um. Please give us feedback if there's anything that uh, you think we can improve on or send us some cases. I mean, I have a whole yeah, list, but we always need sure. more. And the cases that nobody talks about. Like, there are some in Georgia. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to go too deep into it. There are some in Georgia where I was going through cold cases. And there would just be it's women. And there'd just be a tiny little, tiny little uh, description. And the last sentence on most of them would say, 
she was a known drug user. And like all these women, so I don't know, I'm going to go into some of that because these are the cases we don't hear about and people don't care about. Yeah, because people I guess, just disappear. And right. uh, these are humans. Even so. Anyway. I'm excited though. We have stuff. a lot of stuff to cover, um, discuss. We will do some some highly known cases um, yeah, of course for sure. we just always have to cover the basics yeah. um but we're gonna try and do some that you've never heard of like maybe you haven't heard of the case we did today mm -hmm. um and i guess we kind of take it for granted but there are probably lots of people who haven't heard of well it. that's what i think too yeah. so uh, maybe i did a good good job covering the you case did. i you hope did. so you gave us all the info and maybe i don't talk too fast for y'all <laughs> I feel like I'm just a You can put it in slow-mo on your iPhone. People can yeah. put it. Mm -hmm. Don't have to back this bad boy That's up. That's right. Yep. But um, we'll catch y'all next week. For and... sure. All right. Or... Yeah. Wow. Bye, okay. guys. Bye. Thanks for listening.